This is Coach Lou Holtz, and you're listening to Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast with Dr. Amber Selke, from the locker room to the boardroom. Dr. Amber is the best in the business at helping you and your team build the mindset that drive results. So lock in. If you can take just one thing away from today and implement it into your life, I know you'll be a better person and a better leader, coach, athlete, parent, or spouse because of it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast. This is your host, Dr. Amber Selking, where we are in season six entitled Sports Psych X's and O's. Here at the Selking Performance Group, we are all about helping individuals, teams, and organizations really understand and leverage the power of mindset and leadership. And we work from the locker room to the boardroom, so from the sports space to the business space, uh, understanding that really in any uh, area of life where we're looking to deliver high performance, understanding how our mind works and how to lead ourselves and others toward a desired outcome is really what drives success in, in, again, any aspect of life. And so in this season, we are looking at some of the the core uh, models, theories, perspectives in the field of sports psychology, positive psychology, human performance psychology that really inform the the consulting and coaching work that we do. Because I'm a firm believer that um, if we're going to coach people towards it, being grounded in good science um, and good theoretical models is helpful um, in helping people learn and build the skills necessary to deliver high performance consistently, uh, even when it's hard and particularly when it matters most. And so today we're going to be looking at attentional domains. And so there is so much research. We could spend an entire probably an entire season talking about attention, but there's one particular element. Um, we'll, we'll actually probably have a couple episodes on attention because I think it's really important for us to understand a bit more. And, but today we're going to be talking about how attentional focus varies as a function of both width and direction. And so when we start first we with width, we think of broad focus to narrow focus. So if you think of a camera lens, right, that if you expand the lens and you take in more information in the camera, or if you narrow narrow that lens and and cut out some information. Attention works in the same way. So we can have, again, the width of our attention broadly placed or really, really narrowly placed. And this is something that you can practice. And so it's a, it's a skill. It's a skill that you can train, that you can build into your mind. And for individuals that we're working with, this is a critical thing to understand because if your attention is broadly placed and you're taking in a lot of information, you might be processing way too much information and and miss out on some of the specific cues that you need. Now, conversely, you can be too narrowly focused, right, and miss some critical uh, cues, relevant cues to take in to help you process and make the right decision in the moment. So again, broad to narrow, this is something that we can shift and we go in and out of on a pretty fluid basis. But the challenge is to not get stuck too narrowly placed and to not get too broad, it broadly placed and get distracted by irrelevant information. So that's the first functionality of this is the width, again, broad to narrow. And the next is the direction of that attention. And that direction is either internally focused or externally focused. So external is literally anything outside of your body and internally is anything inside of your body. And so understanding, again, if our attention needs to be externally placed on cues and, and information that's coming into us, or if we need to get inside of our head and internal focus. 
this. And so we can understand then how these two things intersect, where you can have a broad external focus, and this is really where you're taking in your environment and the environmental cues. You can have a narrow external focus, again, locked on to a relevant piece of information uh, outside of your body. You can be broadly internal, where you're just sort of generally feeling how is your body, what's your energy state, right? We talked yesterday or last last week um, about individual zones of optimal functioning. And so attention and energy, those arousal levels that we talked about, are really connected in, in, in the body. And so how our attention is placed has an impact on our body's physiological response. And so therefore, making sure that our attention is placed on the right things at the right time will help activate our physiological responses in ways that, again, position us for success on a consistent basis based on the demands that we have in the moment to execute. And so um, we can have a narrow internal focus as well, right? Where you're specifically focused on your hand placement or a pain that you have somewhere located in your body. And again, it's helpful for us to understand this because we say a lot, right? The enemy, the enemy is not the other team. The enemy is not the environment. The enemy is not the referees or your co- coworker. The enemy is distraction. And so if you can learn to manage distraction, then all of a sudden you can be fighting the right things at the right time. And a lot of us, so we tend to be distracted predominantly either internally or externally. Some people get caught in their heads a lot. They get distracted. They get, they get really focused on specific internal information and, and therefore start to miss some of that external processing. So at practice, for example, with uh, Notre Dame football, we have guys come up and be like, man, doc, I keep, I keep missing this and I keep replaying it over and over in my head. And so I challenge them, okay, well, let's get out of your head. Let's direct your attention externally. And, and sometimes if, it, if a person is just beating themselves up consistently, I've challenged guys to, listen, I want you to observe your teammates and I want you to catch them doing something well, and I want you to praise them for it. So now all of a sudden we start to combine uh, several elements that we know have a positive impact on on brain function. One, gratitude, right? And thankfulness and observing good stuff. That starts to get the brain function in a different way connection with other people starts to stimulate different hormonal responses. And so for them to seek the good stuff and connect with their teammates and and communicate that, and again, it's getting them out of an internal focus and directing their focus externally, which can start to just quiet the mind a little bit. And their bodies are well-trained you know, to to do the skill or play football. And so when we get them external, sometimes it just allows the brain and the body to do uh, what they've already trained themselves to do and have habitualized uh, into you know, to the subconscious level of the brain. And so when we quiet the conscious brain uh, and allow the subconscious to take over, it just becomes a very powerful way to help get them back on track and playing at the clip that they that they know that they're able to. And so that's just an interesting application, right, of a way that we can use this understanding of attentional focus and direction, right, take it from internal to external. Sometimes if you've got way too much external that's distracting you, come internal, quiet your mind, focus on your breathing, Say your power statements and your self-talk, right? And, and, and then start to get your physiological responses back under control so you can get into that optimal state. Again, this is why I just I love the field of applied sports psychology because you understand when you understand these sort of critical theoretical models and how the brain and the body work and are connected, and then you start to combine those, you start to be able to to really adapt and adjust as necessary to show up and deliver your best on a consistent basis because that's what it's about. 
So for your championship mindset training this week, I simply want you to practice broadening and narrowing your focus, your attentional focus, broad and narrow, internal and external. So think of that camera lens, right? We go broad, we go narrow, we go internal, we go external. And and as you start to play with this and get good at doing it, then you start to apply this to specific areas on, okay, when do I need to be broad and external? When do I need to be um, uh, broad and internal? When do I need to be narrow and external? When do I need to be narrow and internal? And that, But simply practicing for your mindset training this week of shifting throughout those four domains of attention will train your brain so that you can lock on, get your attention focused in the right places at the right time when you need it most so that you can show up and deliver your best on a consistent basis. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, please follow us on all the social media platforms. We're on Twitter at Champ Mindsets, on Instagram at Selking Performance, on Facebook at Selking Performance Group. And check out our website, www.selkingperformance.com. We've got a lot of free material on there for us as well. And you can reach me directly, Amber at SelkingPerformance.com. If you have any questions or would like, again, keynote speaking or coaching with any of our performance coaches on our team. Thank you. You have been listening to Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast. This has been your host, Dr. Amber Selking. And from the locker room to the boardroom, I want to challenge you to continue building your championship mindset.